Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Dudes Doing Trivia. I'm Daniel. And I'm Will. This week, we've got a special episode. I know we say that every week, but we do actually have a special episode this week. We've got a new format, a new something called Mimmer that we'll have Daniel explain because I still don't understand it. And we've got a new special guest. We've got Catherine in the house. Say hi, Catherine. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. So yes, this Mimmer format, this is a Daniel Desmore um We'll call it extracurricular trivia than I do. So uh, he's exposed <laughs> to a lot of uh, a lot of different formats, and he's going to teach us a new one. So it'll be Daniel being our quiz master, and Catherine and I head to head. Yeah. So for those familiar, remember is a much more complicated. Let thing. me just stop you there. Su- I don't think anyone is familiar with this. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so this is pretty. Yeah, so this is even more straightforward than whatever that is. Um, so I'll just explain a little bit. Um, first of all, I just want to point out that the competitors, Catherine and Will, can see the questions on the screen, so it'll be a little bit easier for them to follow along. Um, but don't worry, I don't think the questions are too complicated or too long. So don't famous last words. Um, and I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you what the game is. The game is two competitors. It's head to head. Each person gets eight questions or clues, and each question is written as a pair. So, for example, if Will gets a question about Tim Hortons, Catherine might get a question about Tim Hortons, or maybe another Canadian franchise, or maybe a coffee Hockey shop. Player. And we aim for around the same difficulty. Co- yeah, it could be. Could be. <laughs> we aim for the same. Uh... Actually, Does that's Daniel interesting. I gotta revise this whole Tim set. Horton I don't know. Did you just learn that Tim Horton was a famous <laughs> hockey player? No, no, no. I was, I was just reminded. I was just reminded. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I will uh, look into that one though. But anyway, so aiming for the same difficulty for the pair, also aiming for like fifty percent get rate, um, and then just a little bit more logistic stuff. Each person has twenty seconds. I'll keep track of the time. At five seconds, I'll just say you have five seconds left. So just say something. Nothing. No, uh, you know, negative points for getting the wrong answer. And finally, the kind of beauty of it is that if one person gets the question wrong, the other person will get a chance to steal. So if one person knows so much about, you know, the San Antonio Spurs, maybe they'll get both questions. And that would be like a nice way to get a leg up. All in all, eight questions a person. A perfect game would be an 8-8 tie. Just What's uh, up, Will? Uh, interesting that you use two sports references, Tim Hortons and the San Antonio Spurs, given you're uh, not that sports angled of a person, but it, I appreciate the effort. This is concerning you me. You know what it is? I, I'm afraid of saying one of the questions that's in the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, say something that's definitely not in there. It's the San Antonio Spurs. Alrighty, I think we're we ready, ready to, to rumble? rumble here. Oh, I don't want to pay that guy oh, from yeah, last that's episode. True. No, we got we to gotta um, be ready to play. We got to be ready to play. Michael... We can't be ready to rumble. Butler, I want to say. Uh, can't remember. Um, anyway, all right. Let's, uh, Daniel. I think before we start, you've got one particular question to ask Catherine, and uh, then we're off. Are you ready to start? I am ready, ready to start. start. I'm ready. I'm to start. ready to start. Will's ready to start. Let's get it going. In three, two, one. Starting with Catherine's first question. In the film Easy A, Olive receives a greeting card that plays Pocket Full of Sunshine and labels it the worst song ever before becoming addicted to it. Pocket Full of Sunshine is a song by which artist? I believe that is Natasha Bedingfield. That is correct. Okay, next question. This a one's good, for you, uh, Will. Movie question. <laughs> In the film Pulp Fiction, when Vincent uh, Vince Vincent enters Mia's home and she communicates with him over the intercom, we hear Son of a Preacher Man in the background, which renewed interest in what British singer's work? I know the song, Son of a Preacher Man. I can hear it in my head. Uh, and I don't know the answer, so I'm going to guess a British singer like Eric Clapton. That is not Eric Clapton. Catherine, do you have a clue I here? I also know this song, but 
The son of a preacher, man. <laughs> That's the one. It's <laughs> my best rendition. I do not think I know the artist either. Um, I don't even know if I can come up with a guess. I thought it was a, a woman. I don't know. I got nothing. We'll pass on this. This is Dusty Springfield. Oh, really? Oh, I've heard of that person. All right. After one round, we've just got Catherine ahead by one point. Let's keep it going. This question's for Catherine. What popular side dish and dip of Balkan origin is made primarily with roasted and peeled red peppers and sometimes with the addition of roasted eggplant or tomato? Serbia produces 640 tons of this dip per year, reportedly. This is one of those questions that I know is going to be really obvious once I hear it, I think, but I don't know. Uh, I know it's incorrect, but I'll just say hummus. It is not hummus. Will. I got five seconds here. Uh, I have some in my fridge and I can't think of the name of it. So that's a, that's an embarrassing pass for me. <laughs> that is a pass. This is called Ivar. A-J-V-A-R. Oh. Ivar. Oh, yeah. So I would have said Ajvar because I've never heard that <laughs> before, but I absolutely do have this in my fridge. So a funny story on that. I mean, if we're allowed to do a side yeah, yeah, banter here. So Ajvar, Ivar, I suppose, <laughs> is one of those things that I'd never heard of in my life. And then my partner and I walked down the aisle in the grocery store since. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we always go to like the world kitchens or kitchens of the world, whatever it's called, and like the food basics or the lavas or whatever. And we get the one impulse item per shopping trip that we've never heard of to Love try that. new things. That's awesome. And in the last sort of year, we picked up some. Uh, I'm still going to pronounce it Ajvar, and uh, put it put it on <laughs> toast and stuff. It's very good. The thing is, oh no, it's it's a very light dip. Like it's it's it looks thick as hummus, but when you put it in your mouth, it's like there's nothing there. It like disappears. It's got this oh, really okay. weird yes. texture to it. Yeah, I feel like I should also go back and say I, I definitely haven't heard of this so that's really interesting to try it <laughs> uh, and also uh, the only reason i know this is on instagram there is some guy named balkan dad who pretends to be this old balkan guy and he always makes balkan food and he's like today we're making ivar and i'm like that's going in <laughs> all right will your question what popular spicy dip mostly associated with Aleppo is made with peppers, ground walnuts, breadcrumbs, and olive oil? They can be eaten as a dip with bread or a sauce for kebabs and grilled meats. So I don't actually know. I, I've actually, like, so I've been to a restaurant called Aleppo in uh, Montreal, so I'm certain that I've eaten it. I'm going to, I'm going to guess it's called shish and it's shish kebab for a reason. Nice. Not shish, unfortunately. Catherine? I, uh, yeah, I do not have a guess for this one either. This is the tough food question of the game. This is called <laughs> Muhammara. Mm, yeah, mm. it's just something you got to know. All right, moving on. This is for Catherine. Junier is a city in Lebanon known for its seaside resorts and bustling nightlife. It is predicted that by 2050, Junier will be absorbed as a suburb of what capital city of Lebanon to form one large coastal city? All right putting Catherine on the spot. There was a time when I knew my world capitals very well. Lebanon. <sighs> Five There's seconds a, here. Okay, the country that <laughs> Tripoli <laughs> is in my head, and I believe that's Libya. It is. That is not yeah. the answer. For the steel, will. I will give and you the, will Paris, the Paris of the Middle East. It's Beirut. It is <gasps> Beirut. Yes. Well, this yeah, is Will's question coming up. In 2015, a rapid bus line was established between Rawalpindi, the fourth most populous city in Pakistan, and what national capital city of Pakistan? Only 20 kilometers apart, these two cities are socially and economically intertwined and are commonly called the Twin Cities. Islamabad. 
That's Islamabad. Nice one. Nice but one. now, after three rounds, Will on two and Catherine on one. Catherine, you're up. Ugh, I'm so disappointed in that capital question. <laughs> I thought you were going <laughs> to so snap disappointed. that one up. I'm so disappointed. All right. Also called coconut fiber, what four-letter word refers to the natural fiber extracted from the outer husk of a coconut? Among its many uses are agricultural and horticultural. Where sphagnum moss and peat moss are no longer seen as sustainable substrates for plants, many turn to this substance as a substitute. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to be a, a pass. I don't, I don't know a four-letter word. Yeah, I do not know. There, yeah, there's Didn't value in a there quick a strategic pass also. There it is a name. doesn't give me time to think about it. And Will? Oh, I'm going to have to guess loam, L-O-A-M. It is not loam. It is choir. How choir, is that a this... word? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Will, this is your direct... What five-letter word refers to the white flesh of a coconut that is dried, often in the sun, before coconut oil is extracted from it? The byproduct of this extraction is 25% protein, but too high in fiber for human consumption, so it is normally used as a feed for ruminant animals. Coconut that is dried. Five-letter word. Jerky. Coconut jerky. <laughs> it is not jerky. Catherine, do you have anything? Uh, I, yeah, I got nothing. I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah, this is a, uh, a, a hard coconut pear. This is called copra. We got coir and copra. A little linguistic, uh, close, also, also related, both starting with CO. Yeah, that's uh, great. Interesting. Uh, Daniel, did you expect either of us to get either of those questions just out of curiosity? You could have got coir. I think coir, like, I mean, maybe it's because we have so much coir in our house that I knew what that was. Copra I'd learned as a, to make a pear out of. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm sorry. Maybe because we have so much coir in our house? Yeah, you know, we use like, the, co the coconut things to like for all the plants and stuff, you know? Like instead of oh, just right. all the time, yeah, the partner being the, yes, the greenest yes, thumb I've ever okay. met. Yeah. Right? It just has no nutritional yes, value, so you need to like supplement it because it's not soil. <laughs> all right, it's not loam. Moving on, <laughs> Catherine. So halfway through the game, we have Will on two, oh, Catherine on one. This Things are going to get easier, I think. Right. I hope so. I hope so. Okay, Catherine, you're up. When the Conservatives' handling of the Great Depression was received extremely poorly, what Liberal Prime Minister was elected in a landslide victory in 1935? He turned the economy around and would be Canada's Prime Minister throughout World War II. This will reveal my embarrassing lack of Canadian history knowledge. Um, King. That's it. It's King. William Lyon Mackenzie King. Oh, really? And, uh, I think he was a four-term <laughs> prime minister, right? Four-term prime minister. And famously, I had learned this through reading, writing this question, he is noted for his King-Bing controversy. Not about Chandler Bing, but about the governor general at the time. So that's kind of... You guys going to read about that? That's pretty good. Interesting. The governor general was Bing? Yeah. I wonder hmm. if Lady Bing is related... Because the Lady Maybe. Bing trophy being the most sportsmanlike NHL player yes. ever. It's, it's gotta be related. It's it must gotta be. be. <laughs> Will, here's your direct. Which Prime Minister of Canada introduced in 1917 the income tax as a means of generating revenue to support the war effort? He would lead Canada throughout World War I, as well as passing the War Measures Act, which gave the government significant powers. World War I Prime Minister is certainly harder than World War II Prime Minister. It was certainly before. Oh, yeah, <laughs> at least um, knowing it's incorrect 
I'm going to say R.B. Bennett. It is not R.B. Bennett. Catherine. McDonald. <laughs> it is not McDonald. This one is Robert a, a Borden. McDonald. Oh, oh no. Oh, Borden. Okay. So R.B. Bennett, I knew was too, uh, that was too early for Bennett because he was famously our prime minister during the Great Depression because people couldn't afford gasoline for their cars. So they took the engines out and had horses pull their cars and those were called Bennett buggies. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice one. I just want to clarify, I knew it wasn't Sir John A. McDonald. I just thought maybe that a, a McDonald could have been. It's, it, we're, we're all about <laughs> trivia and seating face. So thank you for the yeah. for just clarifying. <laughs> all right, 2-2. Two, two. Let's keep it going. Catherine, the United States, the United Kingdom, the Soviet Union, and China were known collectively as the Four Policemen during the 1944 Dumbarton Oaks Conference, which led to the establishment of what general international organization? I'm gonna say the United Nations. That would be the right answer. We got UN. Oh, wow. Nice one. Will, this one's for you. The Bretton Woods Conference held in 1944 saw 730 delegates gather to regulate post-war international, commercial, and financial relations. Two bodies were established following this conference, the International Bank for Reconstruction and Development, and what other? Hmm. Bretton Woods Conference doesn't ring a bell. I don't even know what the International Bank for Reconstruction is. Um, so I'm going to go with the International Energy Agency, the IEA. That is not correct, Catherine. I, IMF, the International Monetary Fund. IMF is perfect. <laughs> nice one. International Monetary <laughs> Fund or the IMF. Excellent. Okay. Wow. We have just two rounds left. Catherine leads by two. It is four to two. Catherine, here's your question. For the first time ever, an Olympic Games is being officially hosted by two cities. Name the two host cities of the 2026 Olympic Games. One of those cities hosted the Games back in 1956. Hmm. If only I had my Olympics memorized like someone else in this podcast. Um, <laughs> no kidding. I... Is that the year that two American cities are hosting? I really don't know. I'm going to guess Los Angeles and... I don't even have a guess. Miami. I don't think that's... It is not Los Angeles, Miami. Will? <laughs> so the 1956 Olympics were in Melbourne, Australia. I know because I went to <sighs> Olympic Park when I was there. So that's one of them. Uh, and then I guess Sydney and Melbourne. 2026 is going to be a Winter Games. So it's not going to be Melbourne, I don't think. This is going to be Milan and Cortina d'Ampezzo. Oh, mon dieu. Oh, my goodness gracious. Weren't the Olympics? Oh, the summer and winter Olympics used to be in the, same, the same years, year. right? That's so right, the, yeah. the 1956 oh, Summer yeah. Olympics were in Melbourne. So that's a bit of a red herring for me. Didn't do the fast math on winter versus summer. Certainly did not. I think in 1988 was the first time they split or the last time they were together. One of those Interesting. Two. All right, Will, here's your direct. You can probably guess it's going to be about the Olympics. The 2028 <laughs> Summer Olympics to be hosted in Los Angeles has approved the addition of five new sports. Cricket was last seen in Paris in 1900, and lacrosse is returning since last being seen in London, 1908. Name any of the other three sports included in the LA 2028 Games, two of which are making their games debut. Um, let's go with skateboarding. Skateboarding is not one of those. Catherine? 
Golf. It is not golf. Actually, I think you both named games that came this year. Was my guess. I yeah. thought that was correct. Yeah, or the most recent one. Yeah. Um, so the answers here. This is going to be painful for Will. I think is baseball, softball, <laughs> squash, and flag football. Yeah, the most painful part about that is that they would put baseball slash softball and consider it the same sport. Uh, yeah, I, I found that also kind of funny. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> but flag football also like who? How many flag football players even are there? I don't know. Okay, yeah, flag football not a sport. That's a that's a, that, <laughs> that's a, a watered down version of a sport that exists already. Squash is a bit uh, a bit hurtful because you and I used to be squash. Football. That's right. Yeah, there's a big you know noise being made about how excited everyone is about squash 2028. So, 4-2, still standing for Catherine. Catherine has 4, Will is 2. This final round can be the deciding, for a tie anyways. Um, yeah, it's the best I can do. And it is in science, and I have to say, I don't think it's that Uh-oh. easy. So he, And we're both Uh-oh. science people, so who knows what's going to happen. Catherine, yeah, we're definitely here is both your people. Science. Very different sciences. That's yeah. true, too. Uh, this is neither <laughs> of your specific fields of science. So <laughs> I'm just noticing, too. <laughs> um, Catherine, your question is this one quote for the discovery of new productive forms of atomic theory end quote the 1933 nobel prize in physics was awarded to two men which one wrote one of the most influential texts on quantum mechanics in 1930 the title of which is the principles of quantum mechanics uh uh bore it is not Bohr. Will? That was actually going to be my guess. <laughs> um, well, I mean, on the other side of that coin, let's say Rutherford. <laughs> oh, very interesting. Unfortunately, not wrong. Not right either. This is Paul Dirac. Okay, you're right. Oh, These are not never easy. heard that name in my life. Yeah. You can imagine what the next one's going to be. This is you for you, Will, who shared the 1933 Nobel Prize in Physics with Dirac. He is recognized for postulating his namesake equation, which provides a way to calculate the wave function of a system and how it changes dynamically in time. He also coined the term quantum entanglement. Um, okay, I've actually watched a video on wave functions kind of recently, and it's uh, an important study in, in light and sound physics. And the transformations they use are called are they Laplace transforms? Laplace. It is not Laplace. Oh, it's the other transform. Mm. I honestly couldn't even hazard a guess. I'll give my token Smith guess. It is unfortunately not Smith Just this time. Just, Just in, case. in case. Just in case. Not Smith this time. Will, who's your other guess? Uh, I think it also starts with an L. Uh, not as I understand it. I think we know him more for his famous <laughs> cat thought experiment. This is Erwin Schrodinger. Schrodinger? Schrodinger equation. Yeah. Schrodinger equation. Okay, Figured the cat was a little That one is reachable, actually. That is the end of the game. Catherine, you have four points. Will, you have two. Congratulations on winning the first ever head-to-head on Two Dudes Doing Trivia. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're never invited (laughs) back now. (laughs) You should should have sandbagged a little bit so you could come back. Made a powerful enemy today. Yeah, that's right. No, congrats. That was fun. I hope you enjoyed it. It was fun. Enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, uh, and then Thanks for having me. Of course. Hopefully the listeners can uh, email us in. And if they enjoyed it, then we can do a mini series of these as well. Yeah, if you guys think of any question pairs to be added, feel free to email whatever is my podcast email. I don't even remember. 2D. No, Daniel. That's the Well, that would go to both of us. It it is. Oh, Oh my God. You, You hit it with it. You hit us with it. Yeah, if there's any, if there's any, um, if there's any questions, comments, errata, or anything, where can they send an email, Catherine? Two DDT, the number two at gmail dot com. I might have. Well, missed that's part not going to come to us because it's <laughs> actually two DDT podcast at gmail dot com. Oh, no. <laughs>
That's two, two DDT podcasts. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's two DDT podcasts at gmail.com. All right. See you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.